This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Never short on opinions or topics for Libby's Nimer, you manage to set the tone each and every Friday. Welcome to the best of Free For All Friday 2019 with Jane Brown. Good afternoon and welcome to the best of Free For All Friday 2019 from the year that was. Thank you for taking the time on Fridays during the past year to call in and voice your opinion on the news stories that interest you. So those of us on the Fight Back team would like to take the time during the special Free For All Friday to feature the very best calls of this past year. Looking back to January, Bill in Toronto phoned in with his thoughts on the situation Canada was facing with China after two of our Canadians were detained on vague national security charges following the arrest of Huawei executive Meng Wenzhou in Vancouver. I don't really ever count on the UN for doing anything. This is the way China conducts their business. You know, Trudeau said he admired their basic dictatorship. Last time I checked, him and Sophie were skipping down the old yellow brick road there over in the Great Wall. This is the man's awakening. He, he's been a child. This is the real world, my friend. And Donald Trump has you over a bucket right now. And, uh, you know, wait till this woman has to be shipped down to the United States. This is going to be a disaster. One of the ongoing hot topics on Fight Back is related to Moses Neimer's Zoomer philosophy and the need to be busy and productive as we age. Harold in Kitchener shared his advice on how to do this back at the start of February. I retired when I was 61. I'm 81 now. My wife said I should have retired at 60. The, the main thing is to, to plan it with your family and wife. Like, I hunted, I fished. I, I, I did photography, I'm a winemaker, and my biggest thing is a gardener. I'm going to grow seeds, uh, some flowers this Saturday under lights. You've got to have a hobby. You can go out and work at the food bank or somebody else, but you got to keep busy. A number of times this year, we talked about how expensive it is to rent and own a home in Toronto and the GTA. Early in February, Tim called from Toronto to offer his prediction for the future of renting in this city. If you charge, if you gouge your tenants, or if you have weird uh, units that you charge too much money for, you're going to have a lot more turbulence uh, with your tenants. I have a kind of uh, forecast for the uh, future because as, as rents go up and up and up, there's going to be a lot more litigation. This is the best of Free For All Friday 2019 on Zoomer Radio. I'm Jane Brown. Sometimes there are stories that seem as if they are not quite real, something out of a movie. Charlene in Toronto called in February to talk about the woman who became known as Chair Girl, for throwing a chair off a high-rise balcony. Good luck to her when she looks for a job or whatever, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm glad nobody was hurt. She must have been just angry and just lashing out. I mean, that's a pretty stupid thing that she did. The healthcare system and healthcare workers are the focus of many conversations we have during the year on Fight Back. Linda from Toronto called to offer her comments. I know it's really challenging for PSWs. It's a really hard job and not always very well seen in the public's eyes and appreciate it. But when you have good working conditions, um, good pay, good hours, you will likely attract 
the best. And what I found when it's not working for them, it isn't going to work for the client. So I want them to be happy because then it translates into better service for, for myself. They're under pressure. They need to make money. It's not guaranteed money. So how can they live? But then how can I live too? This is Zoomer Radio's Best of Free for All Friday 2019. I'm Jane Brown. We all remember when the SNC-Lavalin controversy began unfolding back in February. There was no shortage of calls from you, the Zoomer Radio listeners, about the scandal affecting Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who was accused of pressuring his former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould to go easier on the engineering giant SNC-Lavalin. Alan Bradford thinks one of the Prime Minister's senior political advisors will ultimately take the blame for the SNC-Lavalin controversy. My prediction is that our friend Gerald Butts is going to step up to the mic in the next few days, do a mea culpa, uh, take the blame for it all. Trudeau wasn't notified. He didn't know anything about it until after it was done. And the party across Canada will be back where it was. Julius in Scarborough also weighed in with his views on what was then Justin Trudeau's latest controversy and offered a prediction on what the effects might be. Yes, it's a scandal, but it doesn't fly with the um, register with the every everyday, uh, you know, Joe lunch bucket uh, uh, population, because I consider this a, a, a scandal for the uh, the media, the boardroom corporations. The uh, Liberals have a history of getting by a lot of scandals, as witnessed in the, the province of Ontario with McGinty and uh, Wendy, kept getting reelected despite their scandals. And, uh, you know, there's a tipping point eventually, but it hasn't come for that in this scandal for uh, Trudeau. Then there was Mike in Toronto, who called to express support for the prime minister in the SNC-Lavalin affair. I think that the media and and we, uh, the population, are being manipulated by the opposition into thinking this is a much bigger issue than it is. And I do think that a prime minister who is thinking about 10,000 jobs... um, You know, for him to say, you know, does this have to be criminal? Can we just make sure we go in with a... He didn't say, do not investigate this. Do not... um, You know, it was more like a a cautious inquiry. Still with the SNC affair, Colin in Toronto was not as empathetic toward Prime Minister Trudeau. There's only one thing left to do here. We have to subpoena Prime Minister Trudeau to testify to the committee under oath. And that's all there is left to do. He's, he's just, all he does is tell half-truth. He's a BSer as far as I'm concerned. And Paul in Woodstock called to explain why he's disappointed with the way former Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybould was being treated as the SNC affair widened. What possible reason would, would, would Jody have to fabricate something? I honestly believe she is a woman of great integrity and she's being disrespected big time. As far as I'm concerned, they're muzzling her as much as they possibly can. And why this deferred prosecution? You break the law. You pay the consequences. You can't pay the consequences. Don't break the law. It's that simple. You're listening to the best calls of 2019 from Zoomer Radio's Free For All Friday. I'm Jane Brown. It was a difficult and challenging time for Ontario parents early this past year when the Ford PCs at Queen's Park reduced their benefits and funding. It was around that time that Jamie in Toronto called to talk about the challenges of raising an autistic child. I would love for the people that are making the comments, go and live with the family for one week 
with an autistic child and see how difficult life is. It is not easy. And if you don't have that experience, because I didn't know, my husband didn't know a thing about autism until we took our great nephew in. And boy, it's a tough life. You love your child more than anything. It's a good life, but you need to be out there and you need to be on top of it. And I can understand, you know, everyone's saying, you know, people shouldn't be screaming in the hallways. They need their voices heard because what else can they do? Uh, They shouldn't even have to go through this process right now. They've got enough to deal with. Live in our shoes and then make all these comments. It took not one, but two tragedies involving the Boeing MAX 8 jet before airlines around the world grounded the aircraft. Transport Minister Mark Garneau made the decision on behalf of Canadian Airlines. It was soon after Fightback received a call from Penny in Nanaimo, B.C. about what it was like to be a traveling Canadian on the day Boeing's MAX 8 jets were banned from travel. Our situation was different in that we were traveling domestically. We were flying from Sudbury to Toronto on to Vancouver and then Nanaimo. So we were not directly impacted other than the air, the airports were chaotic. There were lineups everywhere at customer service. And then when we went into the premier lounges in both Toronto and Vancouver, we ran into people that had been significantly delayed. But they were all glad to be delayed. They did not want to get on the 737, which I kind of found surprising. I thought they might say, oh, who cares? There's not going to be another crash this soon. But they were quite happy to be delayed and waiting and be safe. Back to Zoomer-related issues now and the topic of ageism, which Fight Back confronted back in March. Anne in Pickering phoned to share her experience of ageism in the workplace. I was a law clerk for many, many years and really honed my you know, expertise. And I was actually asked to join a lawyer. As they moved, they asked me to move along with them. I felt like I was indispensable. I had an expertise in family law. And as a couple of months went along, they hired uh, younger people. Um, and as time went on, um, I became marginalized. And less and less work came to me. And then about six months before my 70th birthday, I was called into their office. And uh, they told me that they had evolved into a firm that just didn't need a law clerk of my caliber. Thanks for joining us on this special edition of the Best of Free for All Friday from the year that was. There were many moments during 2019 when you called to talk about how proud you are to be Canadian. Pat in Toronto was one of those callers. He juxtaposed his gratitude for being Canadian with the great divide we've seen over the last few years in the U.S. You know, it's a very sad day for democracy, what is going on in the U.S., I think that uh, this may solve itself in that uh, there's rumors, and certainly this morning, of uh, a recession coming, and therefore that may help uh, uh, dissuade people. But, oh, it is so sad to see the amount of hatred that is occurring in the U.S., and we should be so thankful that we're here in Canada. The state of long-term care in the province got the attention of Fight Back on a number of occasions through 2019. Jean in St. Catharines called us back in March. She worked in long-term care but had to take an early retirement due to burnout. 
and had this to say about the current climate that long-term care workers are finally speaking up about. I spent the last 13 years of my career working as an RPN on the night shift in long-term care. I took early retirement due to burnout. Um, I worked with CLAC Christ, uh, Union, that's the Christian Labour Association, um, and the main thing we were fighting for, and I believe it, they're still fighting for more staff and more government spot in, inspections, not to tell them when they're coming. They, they tell them when they're going to come to, to inspect a place, and what happens usually, um, everything's neat and tidy, all the paperwork's in order, and it doesn't matter whether there's a patient in the bed or not. Some, you know, something's got to be done about that. It's no good throwing all this money, dollar after dollar, to these nursing homes, because wherever there's a P for private, there will always be a P for profit. Toronto Transit, always a hot topic on Fight Back. This past year saw Premier Doug Ford announce plans to create the new Ontario line. But Diane in Toronto called back in April to remind us about all of the transit promises made in the past. When I was 16, I had to start taking the subway to get to university. And over the five years, uh, increasing uh, concern was expressed with the crowding at Young and Bloor more and more every year. And they started talking about a relief line. I am now 67 years old, retired, and they're still talking about a relief line. Remember this past spring when Premier Ford announced plans for a new slogan on Ontario license plates? From yours to discover to a place to grow? Pat from Etobicoke called with reaction. Why in heck are we going there? We're, we're crying for money for the housing for the immigrants. And then we're turning around and we're spending money on license plates. Why even go there. Thanks for joining us on this special Best of Free for All Friday 2019. I'm Jane Brown. People around the world watched in disbelief when the medieval Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris was on fire this past April. Bob in Etobicoke called Fight Back to express what a tragedy this was. When I was watching the fire, what I, I realized that France has had a lot of problems recently. And I'm watching this fire and I'm thinking, now the people there have got something in common. It is given the French people something in common that they all support. Whether they're Catholic or whether they're not, everybody likes history. They like to maintain. They want to see something that was there yesterday. It'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there for their grandkids. The topic of climate change came up routinely over the past year, before and during the federal election campaign. On Earth Day, Tony and Brampton phoned to share his ideas on how we can further reduce pollution. We have to make drastic changes and make them now. Uh, one way to cut down on uh, pollution in cars is to lower the speed limit. Put a governor on all cars so the maximum speed limit is uh, 100 kilometers an hour in, in the, on highways and in the city 30, 35 kilometers an hour. People are not going to do it voluntarily. This is the best of Free for All Friday 2019. I'm Jane Brown. It was a topic that got your attention a number of times during the year, the future of long-term care. 
Dennis in Brampton called this past April and offered his concerns. Long-term care is not a choice for many people, and nor is acute care. Uh, I just see them as part of a, uh, of a continuum of health as we uh, are born and as we age. And uh, as we know, Medicare is, is funded as long-term care ought to be as well. I'm, I'm very concerned about the direction the current government is going, uh, which is leaning more and more towards privatization. And uh, that's a, a real concern for me. I think we should be going the other direction and looking at the not-for-profit model. This past year, there were several terror attacks on places of worship around the world. Stephen and Parkdale phoned on Free For All Friday back at the beginning of May, following the attack on a synagogue near San Diego. I think the United States was founded on a good principle, separation of religion and uh, state. People want to be bringing their religion into their, their government, and then it's being taught at the universities, and, you know, you got maybe again elected, propped up by, again, religious parties. You, you have to keep religion out of government. Construction headaches? Oh, yes. We've had many conversations on Fight Back about what seems to be a never-ending problem across the GTA. Greg in Brampton drives for a living and called in to offer his perspective. I'm a limousine driver, and we have to bring people in and out of Toronto on a regular basis. And it's just becoming an absolute disaster. We don't have access to get to people. I would really like to know how construction dictates traffic. The King Street project is an absolute disaster for drivers. We got lots of room for plants in the middle of the road, but not being able to get in and pick people up. And the way they've got the rules set, you know, if we try and do anything differently, then we're going to get a ticket. This is the best of Free For All Friday 2019 on Zoomer Radio. I'm Jane Brown. Remember back in May when the Ford PCs were first pushing the idea of allowing convenience store owners to sell beer? Jim and Pickering called in to say he didn't like the idea. I can buy beer and wine at extended hours. This convenience, you buy your beer there, but you have to return your empties to the beer store. So now you have to go to two locations or what do you do? Just stock them up in the garage? Why can't people, if they know it's busy on a Friday holiday weekend or something, just, you know what, just think about it and do it at a, a different time, you know? But Daniel in Toronto was among those who called fight back in favor of convenience when it comes to buying beer. I live in Halton Hills. There's only one beer store in Halton Hills. So come Friday night, the lineup is outside the door to pick up beer or on a good weekend, people are having barbecues. We're waiting north of an hour to buy beer. Whether or not beer is going to come down in price in the variety store, I highly doubt it. But I think people are going to want to pay a premium for availability and service and longer hours. Two, four, 12 packs, we're probably going to pay more, but at least we can get it when we want property taxes. We all pay them either as homeowners or as renters who absorb the cost of a landlord's property tax. In May, Diane in Toronto phoned to say the system of relying on property taxes from homeowners to fund Toronto's services and programs is unfair and needs to change. Seems every time the city needs money, they go after property tax people. People that have property have to bear the brunt of it and it's not fair. 
We all enjoy the services and the benefits of the city. We should all be paying equally. But it's always the property people that have have to bear the cost of it. Mayor Tory has said on several occasions, you know, property tax was never meant to support all these services. And yet every year we get dumped on, and whenever you need the money, we get dumped on. It's just not fair. City have to watch their costs. They have to find some new revenue uh, streams. But it's just not, it's, as I say, it's just not fair. Just people that have property to have to bear the brunt of it. You're listening to the best calls of 2019 from Free For All Friday on Zoomer Radio. I'm Jane Brown. It's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, research and other efforts to fight bladder cancer and support bladder cancer patients. If you're a new listener to Zoomer Radio, I lost my mom to bladder cancer in 2012 and since then have been an advocate for Bladder Cancer Canada. It was during Bladder Cancer Awareness Month in May that Jan in Niagara called to share some good news about her husband's health. My husband suffered from bladder cancer for about five and a half years and has had the tumors taken out probably every six months or three months. And um, then they discovered in his kidney and thought it was leaking into the bladder, so they took that out. And now because it's been so long and so frequent, there's something called BCG, a bacillus calamitigarin treatment, which was developed for tuberculosis. And they insert a very small amount of this into the bladder, first dose was once a week for six weeks. He went six, and she just checked uh, two months ago, and he's clear, which is the first time. (laughs) And he just went through, actually, he's in the middle of uh, a batch of three this time, and then she'll go back and check again. And maybe one, just for insurance, one other six-week treatment later on in the year. But we've celebrated cancer-free now for a few months. Thank you, Jan. That was wonderful news to receive. I hope your husband is still healthy and happy. Staying healthy is a big focus for those planning on enjoying retirement. That and the money to fund a long retirement. Joan in Burlington called to say she's figured out the best way to finance her retirement while staying in her own home. I'm 84 years old. I have been a widow for almost 11 years and I decided to sell my house. So I don't have to worry of mortgages, taxes, upkeep of the house. I rent it back from my daughter and son-in-law. I took the money, the equity I had in the house, and I have invested it. And I'm, I'm quite comfortable. The reason I wanted to stay here rather than go to an apartment is because I have vision problems. I know the house upside down. I know the area where I live. And I'm quite comfortable. Wasn't that a party when the Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship in June? Even people who weren't basketball fans joined in watching the playoff games as the Raptors continued to advance and ultimately win the Larry O'Brien Trophy. It was during that time that Michael in Toronto called to say he believes the Raptors created so much love for the game of basketball. I believe people really tend to watch sports that they've been involved in. Myself, I'll watch tennis all day. I'll watch football, baseball, you know, stuff like that. But I was not a basketball player. So for me, Raptors, well, it's nice they're in the, the, uh, the finals, but it's, it's no big deal. That said, basketball, like soccer, it's a, it's a cheap sport. All you need is a ball and a hoop, a hoop to shoot it in. And um, <clears throat> we have a huge fan base in Toronto as a result of that. So it's not surprising... They're so popular, 
it's not surprising that they're so loved. And uh, I really do wish the Raptors well. It would be great for the city. It was good for the people of Toronto. The Raptors championship win was capped off by the historic parade and rally through downtown Toronto. But there was one awkward moment at the Nathan Phillips Square rally when Premier Doug Ford was booed by the crowd after he was introduced. Darko in Toronto called to say that since only 30 to 40 percent of the Ontario population voted for Doug Ford, it makes sense he got booed at the Raptors rally. Ford was the one with about 38 percent of the vote, which is which was most majority governments get. So he's down nine points. So there's everybody's got at least 60 plus percent of the population that they don't like them. And if you want to make noise, you can make noise. You know, like it's you know, this is every party spins it that. You know, all, every, whoever's in power is hated so much because there are 60% of the people who didn't like him in the first place. And they didn't like McGinty, and they didn't like Harper, or, or, or probably Bill Davis. You know, it's uh, insane. You see this spin put on all the time uh, with every politician that happens to be in power. This is Zoomer Radio's Best of Free for All Friday 2019. I'm Jane Brown. How to stay fit and healthy as we age. This topic often comes up on Fight Back. And early in July, we got a call from Bruce in southwestern Ontario about staying fit at 70, a real inspiration. I'm a 70-year-old guy, and um, I run eight kilometers every second day. And on my alternate days, I'm a cyclist. I did 34 kilometers last night. Wow. And I'm still, you know, feeling uh, reasonably fit. I eat pretty much the same thing most days. Uh, I have a banana at breakfast uh, and then a a cholesterol pill. And then at lunchtime, I have two or three apples and a cheese sandwich, a couple of cookies. And then I have a well-balanced meal (laughs) at supper time, but I try to keep it fairly, fairly light. Still with the topic of aging, Linda in Toronto called to say there should be an emphasis on home care moving forward as the population ages and there are more people living with dementia. I think our systems have just gotten too big. We've got too many um, people at the top that don't really understand the issues um, at the grassroots. I think we need to start going back to grassroots. We need to provide funding for people to stay in their homes and um, do home care. Um, I know with with home care uh, studies in the past, uh, home care is considerably cheaper than institutional care. I really think that there's a lot of people that would would definitely go for home care if they know that it's supported. You know, that may be by paying the caregiver or that might be by um, just providing a a live-in caregiver. Um, An option that I know some of my friends have used is to bring in someone from the Philippines that's a nurse uh, and have them be a live-in caregiver, uh, it's been considerably less expensive than putting them in a long-term care facility. And the person with Alzheimer's has the, the satisfaction of knowing that they're surrounded by their family, by things they know, all of which I, I have to say would probably contribute to a better outcome for the family and for the person with Alzheimer's. Then there was Ivan, who called to say he would spend every afternoon with his wife to make sure she was being fed and cared for properly. There's just not enough people in the system taking care of these seniors with strokes and dementia. 
people talk and talk and talk. If those people would get their hands dirty and go and help, it'd be fabulous. The big kahunas have got to get more people helping, hands on, not talking about it, not sharing what we're going to do. It's now. We're in the now. I can't remember how many people are waiting for care homes right now, but it's in, it's in the hundreds or in the thousands. They're talking about the future. The future, we're, we're in the now, Libby. It has to happen now. Thank you for calling with your story, Ivan, and for later letting us know your wife had died. Our deepest sympathies to you, and we hope time is easing your pain. This is Zoomer Radio's Best of Free for All Friday 2019. I'm Jane Brown. Even though the federal election campaign did not officially get underway until September, the unofficial campaigning was well underway during the summer. That's when John in Toronto called to say he's a fan of Green Party leader Elizabeth May because he said she doesn't play politics. We do need pipelines coast to coast to a point. Um, We shouldn't have any oil coming into Canada, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, whatever. We shouldn't. We should not. I'll be honest with you, I really like this Elizabeth May. Uh, I think she should get together with the Conservative Party because both parties don't lie and everybody else does. Trudeau keeps on changing his mind on everything. I mean, he's he talking green and then he buys a pipeline and then uh, I don't get this guy. I mean, it, it just votes. I think that's all he wants is votes and taxes. Often, you bring an issue to our attention during Free For All Friday. Peter in Etobicoke phoned to complain about the lack of service at Union Station for commuters in wheelchairs. The last time I was at the the Union Station, uh, I'm in a wheelchair, and uh, I ended up getting back on the the subway to go to the next stop up on Young Street to be able to get out because... I couldn't get any help to get out of there until I could go up onto uh, the Royal York Hotel. And uh, I find that that, that there's uh, no place for anybody in a wheelchair, either a manual or electric. And I'm in a manual wheelchair. And it's very frustrating for me to to not be able to uh, move about. The importance of registering to be an organ donor is a topic that comes up from time to time. Back in July, Lena in Etobicoke called to say there's no reason not to be an organ donor. I am an organ donor. I've never thought to not be. But being from Nova Scotia, I believe they recently changed the law in Nova Scotia to say that it's basically you're uh, considered to be like an okay go on uh, donating your organs unless you specifically go and say, no, I don't want to. Maybe I'm just naive or something like that, but I just don't really see why anybody would say, no, I don't use them. I'm dead. Bury me with them. Like, I don't, I don't see why you need them anymore. If they're good to save someone's life, let that be, like, let it happen. You're listening to the best calls of 2019 from Free For All Friday on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. I'm Jane Brown. Nothing brings home the importance of issues for Zoomers as your personal stories. In light of a study on alcohol consumption and mental well-being, Karen in Shelburne shared her personal story. I am a recovering alcoholic. I'm going into my 23rd year of sobriety. From my many rehabs I've been through, it seems that alcohol isn't necessarily the problem. It's, it's a symptom of uh, 
deeper underlying problems. The drinking cessation program, I man, if I thought I could have a glass of wine or two max a day for life, I would be probably a happy camper. But I know that that might last for two days and then pretty soon I'd be drinking the whole bottle. And, you know, I enjoy sober life. I still got issues, but I'm sober enough to deal with them in a more sensible and productive way now. As we age, the risk of injury due to falling becomes more serious. Again, the personal stories really hit home. June in Mississauga called to talk about a sibling she lost because of an injury caused by a fall. My brother, who was 74, um, he had many things in his life, like a kidney transplant and a heart bypass. But the thing that killed him, he was coming out his front door and he fell on his front steps of his house, um, went by ambulance to the hospital. He had broken his leg. They had repaired it. Uh, his wife was told to, to go home that um, he was just recovering. She phoned later, and they said, bring somebody with you. She went back to the hospital, and he had died of a blood clot that developed after the operation. Falls are the number one problem of most of my friends. I am now 79, and I had a mat in my kitchen, and about three times I caught the corner of it, and I said, you know what, June? That mat has got to go. The state of the USA under President Donald Trump is a topic we as Canadians visit on occasion. We also hear from our friends in upstate New York from time to time since our AM740 signal booms into the northern U.S. Linda listens to Zoomer Radio in Buffalo and called us during the summer to say it's tough waking up in America these days. It bothers me that people do not take the time to find out the proper information. And they listen to this man who is like a Pied Piper. And he portrays himself to be honest, and yet he's told more lies than five presidents totaled. You know, I hear people call, and I'm going to sure you're going to have callers after me going, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, yeah, I do. All right, because I, I read and I get informed, and I don't take the first thing that's out there um, for, verbatim. Um, and, and that's what I ask people to do. And what's a shame is people, whether you're Democrat or Republican, the atrocity that is going on in, in this United States, not only with the immigrants, not only with women that were elected by Americans to run into Congress, to be their voice, all right, the, the, the border situation. Anything that this man has touched is killed. This is Zoomer Radio's Best of Free for All Friday 2019. I'm Jane Brown. You seemed to love him or hate him. And ultimately, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau won re-election in October, although with a smaller minority government. During the unofficial election campaign back in July, Pat in Georgetown called to say she did not want Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to win re-election. 
I really don't think that he's going to get reelected. The man, as far as I'm concerned, doesn't have a brain in his head. And if Gerald Butts goes back in with him, he's the one that gave us Dalton McGinty, isn't he? And what look what Dalton McGinty did to Ontario. I was a liberal, liberal but between Gretchen and, uh, and a few of the others, I have turned into being a conservative. And I think that the way that they're portraying Sheer is just terrible. I think give the man a chance. Uh, we certainly gave this young fool a chance. So give a man with uh, maybe a little bit better experience a chance. Robert in North York also called in that same week and said he likes Justin Trudeau and was planning to vote for him again. Trudeau's the only guy I ever voted for in my life that I wanted to vote for. I always voted for the other person because I didn't like the other guy's policies. It was a negative vote. This was a positive vote. Uh, I don't care what he did with SNC-Lavalin. He did it to save jobs. He didn't do it to line his own pockets like so many other politicians in the past have. So he's got my vote. He got my vote last time. He's going to get my vote this time. We will get back to more of what you had to say about the election campaign. But so many of our conversations over the past year circled back to retirement funding. Jan and Guelph called during the summer to say the solution to senior debt is to be aware of the issue earlier in life. I know people can fall upon hard times during their lives and get to the point where they can't afford food when they're seniors. There's the other sort of side of the coin where people don't give any thought to their later years, especially when they're very young. I didn't. I'm sure you you perhaps didn't. But I think we need to education a certain group of people, like in the later years of school and when they're going to work to manage their money so that they won't fall upon hard times when they're senior. As for Camille in Scarborough, she's still happy with the home she purchased way back when she was a young bride. I've only been in my house for 52 years. It's the only house I've ever owned. Wow. When my children were planning on getting married and got married, um, we made a basement apartment for them. They each went down there, saved enough money for a down payment. They um, went, uh, moved out, and then now I'm by myself in the house. I find the prices for rent and for condo fees and everything like that is just too high. And I'm hoping to hang on to my house so that my grandchildren, I mean, my grandson's only, oldest one is only 18, uh, but if they in seven years or whatever, he's looking to get married and he needs a place to live, he can come in there and save for a house. So that's my plan. Thanks for joining us for the best calls of 2019 from Zoomer Radio's Free For All Friday. I'm Jane Brown. We saw an increase in gun crimes this past summer, which prompted some conversations on Fight Back and Free For All Friday. Evie in Toronto phoned in during the month of August with her thoughts on gun criminals. I do believe that the the laws, I really believe they actually protect the criminal. If someone is found with a gun or, you know, kills somebody or uses a gun or you know it, yeah, right to jail, right to jail for like, 15 years. Criminals aren't afraid. They don't care about the laws. They don't care. They don't have any fear of what will happen. That's not going to stop them from doing what they do. Our our laws are so lax right now in that respect. It's, It's awful. From gun crime to phone crime, Alexis from Toronto called to say she knows about phone scams all too well. It's been uh, at least three times I've received this call. You never get the beginning of the call, and it, it, you get the feeling uh, or the, the end of it if, sort of uh, as it, it goes on. You get the feeling it's something to do with the court, 
and it says you need to um, call us immediately or wait on the phone and we will put you through to a police officer. Um, because, of, and it sounds like it charges or something to that effect that they're talking about. And, um, of course, I always hang up at that point because I realize it's a scam. But it does sound very much like it is being, like, a, I don't know whether it's the court or the police station is calling to let you know you need to speak to a police officer because these charges are pending. And if you don't speak to a police officer, it will be proceeding to a court case. That's the kind of feeling that you get from the call. After 54-year-old Evangeline LaRosa was killed on September 10th by a cement truck in a neighborhood near Young and Eglinton, we had several conversations on Fight Back about the seemingly endless construction problems in that part of town and some of the issues that can lead to these types of tragedies. Rick in Etobicoke called around that time to say he knows firsthand as a truck driver the way construction projects work around Young and Eglinton. The government itself, the MTO, they're not using their power. There's, I can name you right now five concrete companies that are, drivers are working 20 hours a day. You're only allowed to drive for 13. They should be going in and auditing their hour books. they got to go and check their wages and see how many hours they're getting paid for. That's number one. And there's five companies. And that accident that happened, that's one of the companies that are scamming, just forcing people to work, a driver like me, to go and work, and if I don't, I don't have a job. 80% of the dump trucks on the road are, are running illegal, and they're paid by the load. And if you don't hustle, you don't have a job. So it starts right from the top. You're listening to the best of Free For All Friday on Zoomer Radio, the best calls of 2019. I'm Jane Brown. Then there was the official election campaign ahead of the October 21st vote. Marissa in Etobicoke called after the black and brown face scandal associated with Justin Trudeau. She said at that time that she felt forgiving toward the prime minister. And for her, moving on was the best way to heal and go forward. All I want to say is that he's apologized. He is remorseful. I think his intentions were not malicious at all. He came forward and he apologized, and his apology was genuine. My motto in life is always go forward and never turn back. We all have regrets in our life. Yes, it was inappropriate. Yes, he's apologized, and I don't believe that he is a racist. Ron in Guelph also called with his opinion after images of Justin Trudeau in black and brown face surfaced. Uh, one word, I think, describes this thing, and that's sanctimonious. If Trudeau hadn't have come out so many times and called Sheer a racist and called all these other people racist over the years, you know what? We might have been able to forgive this, but sanctimonious still comes to mind when I, when I think of it. And then there was Perry in Toronto, who offered his personal perspective on Justin Trudeau's decision to wear blackface in costume when he was younger. I am a 73-and-a-half-year-old black man born in Toronto. I am surprised at Justin's actions, regardless of what age, but having come from a knowledgeable, near say, brilliant family, he had to know what he did was demeaning. And it isn't 
the fact that he thought he was having fun. It was the fact that he was just going to do what he was going to do. Now, it didn't offend me that he would do it. It bothered me that he didn't show any insight whatsoever. And some of his campaign over the last four years just seems to be in the same realm that it's, oh, well, I'm doing it anyway. He knew. He you think knew he, he was going to get away with it. That's the life of privilege and arrogance. And we know arrogance uh, always comes crashing down. And also, you can't fix stupid. Following Justin Trudeau's minority government win in the election, Marion in Etobicoke phoned to say, now is the time for leaders in the House of Commons to work cooperatively for the benefit of Canadians. Every head of each party is a very intelligent person. Could they please get over their ego trips and work together? This election has shown that we, the public, are not happy with the way the country's going. We need unity. Please, please, let's get it together. Let's not even talk about another election in two years. That's money wasted. Let's work together now and make us a strong, proud country that each of us says we are. Kathy in Etobicoke brought up a good point after the election and one our Zoomer squad addressed on several occasions how disappointed she was that issues for older Canadians were ignored during the federal election campaign. I am extremely frustrated with all of the parties regarding the, the position of the, of the seniors and we, we have been ignored. As a senior, I think that we should be taken a little bit more seriously. And I think what all the response I got from each one of the, the candidates I wrote to was, thank you for your email. By the way, how would you like to support us? Mm. I, I realize they're busy, but you know what? If you want our vote, you want to take us seriously. For heaven's sakes, take the time to answer some of the questions that people are asking you. This is the best of Free For All Friday 2019. I'm Jane Brown. Once all the excitement of the election settled, there was a curious decision made in some Quebec municipalities, including Montreal, where Halloween was postponed by a day because of nasty, rainy, windy weather. That was when Rudy in Toronto called with a fond childhood memory of Halloween in Toronto. Well, I just wanted to say uh, how it was for me on my first Halloween uh, when I was about four or five years old. This would have been the early 50s with my dad. Uh, walking along the uh, Sp- in the Spadina Dundas area, uh, trick or treating, and and uh, I was carrying a one of those old uh, uh, brown paper shopping bags, you know, with the with the uh, like uh, made all the paper, even the handles were paper. And as, as it was very, it was a very rainy night, and as we were crossing uh, the road, the 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 shopping bag ripped, and all my goodies uh, fell into the the gutter. And I stood there crying, uh, standing there with my, my dad. He didn't know what to do. And then, then three uh, uh, older girls, maybe teenagers, came by. And they, they saw what happened, but they, they handed their bags to me. Oh, Give me all their goodies. Oh, man. It was so oh, nice of them, and I was so happy. <laughs> it wasn't long after Halloween we started thinking about the coming winter and snowfall. With an earlier arrival of winter weather this year, Cheryl called about the problems around snow clearing in the old city of Toronto. We've been, uh, for years, shoveling the snow for the various seniors on our street. And when I say for years, we're now the seniors. 
But worst part, we're on a dead-end street. And we're in Toronto, so our properties are very narrow. We have parking pads on one side, cars park on the other side of the road. We have no place to put the snow. That's it, yeah. So even if they came and plowed our snow, I don't know what they would do with it. But I would love to see on some of the streets like ours, take the snow away like you used to take away. Make our lives easier. Plow our street, but take our snow away because right now, we don't even have a place to put it. Sometimes you can't get into your driveway. There's too much snow on the street. We will end this best of free for all 2019 with a call from Darcy in Lindsay, who phoned to say it's good news that Andrew Scheer stepped down because the conservative leader, he said, should embrace Canadian values. I'm a longtime conservative and I've expressed my views to my local MP that I think it was time for Andrew to move on. He's a great, he's a nice man. He's got a great family. But his social conservative views that have never been clearly stated or denied over the years have just hurt us badly. He's not, he hasn't been a strong supporter of the LGBTQ community. He hasn't come out and said unequivocally that same-sex marriage would not be coming up as another issue, nor abortion. And these things just killed us in the last election, particularly in the urban areas. I mean, we did fine in the rural areas where we should, but... No seats hardly in the in the major cities, Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal. We just it doomed us. So I've I've stated unequivocally to the party that I will not support them financially any longer unless he's moved, removed. We hope you've enjoyed this look back at the best calls of 2019 from Free for All Friday on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back with Libby Snymer. Be sure to join me for part two of the year that was on New Year's Day, Wednesday, January 1st, after the noon news. The best of Fight Back is produced by Jane Brown, Justin Eacock, and Zeev Hadi, with technical production by Kelly Robotham, executive producer Moses Neimer. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.